Well, hello and welcome back to our Gilmore Girls podcast, Coffee with a Shot of Cynicism. I'm Jeffrey. I'm Eleni. Are you are you distressed by my intro? Is that why you were? No, my ear buzzed. <laughs> yes, Eleni has an ear infection. Uh, you're prone to ear infections, I I'm hear. Prone to ear infections. I, I told Jeffrey it's because I have small ear canals. <laughs> I'm prone to them too, actually. Um, in the year 2001, I had five ear infections. I'm pretty sure, like, throughout my entire childhood, I used to get one once a month. My yeah, mom, my mom's tell me that I got one once a month. It was bad. It's very bad. They're, they're shittier as an adult, though. They're not. That they're, I mean... Because you still have to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> and they're still painful. They really are. So today we are discussing episode six of season two, presenting Lorelai Gilmore. This episode makes me so uncomfortable. But before we dive in... Oh, all right. I want Eleni to tell us a little story that I've wanted that I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to hear the full story for a while, but I was waiting for the right moment to. Is it my dream? No, it's not your dream. Oh, but it is one of your tweets oh. from our account. So a while ago, um, I posted a screenshot of an, an old tweet that I actually had saved in my camera roll from like two years ago, um, which was saying. Um, you know, kids today with their Netflix and who and hello, <laughs> which you know Netflix and uh, Hulu don't understand that I had to, like we had to save like a million dollars of our allowance just to so buy one season of a show on on uh, DVD. That's true. I'm butchering. I'm extremely paraphrasing the tweet. Let me. Uh, you should have come more prepared. I don't appreciate that. Oh. Um. So, oh, here it is. Okay, so the the tweet. See how long did that take me? How long? She's so bitter. Okay, so the tweet is, children these days with their Netflix and hello don't understand that I had to save up $3,000 of my allowance just to buy one season of Friends on DVD. So I posted that on our Instagram account and said a little anecdote about how I used to have to wait until Christmas to get more money to buy the next season of Party of Five, which is true, by the way. And that was in the days when, like, you know, DVDs were really expensive and... And you know what? Friends are one of the cheaper ones. Literally, okay. It's interesting. We're talking. It's interesting that like Friends is, is the reference here because yeah. apparently I heard this morning that Netflix is looking to phase out Friends yeah. again, I heard that which is what happened. Which, which was going to happen last year, but people had such a, a hissy fit on social media. But I think it's because NBC is making their own streaming device, uh, device streaming service. service yeah, probably because The Office is also going to be gone in twenty twenty three. I think. Okay, well, that's a long, a long ways away. Yeah, but I'm saying they're like trying to like do mm-hmm. the same yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. I think, to friends. But friends and Netflix wanted to like uh, not renew, like not renew the deal. Yeah. Last like the streaming rights last year, but then people had such there was such an uproar on social mm-hmm. media that they spent literally a million dollars for another year. Yeah, I guess. And it. now they're looking to phase out again. Hopefully, there's like literally you can go on Amazon and get the whole series for thirty dollars. Like, if you if you love Friends that much. Which I do. I have the complete season series set. Just go buy it. Yeah, I know. But I feel like there's something comforting about just opening Netflix and doing stuff around the house and just putting it on. There know? is. But like a million, you want you want them to spend a million, like first world problems is what I'm saying. Number one. Number two, I think Netflix is broke. It is. It's like Netflix. It's been broke since it started, I feel like. So like Netflix is more in debt than like Detroit. Like it's like so far like it's it's shady towards Detroit. <laughs> didn't Detroit go bankrupt? Like the city of Detroit go bankrupt uh, like a while, a few yeah, years but ago? Yeah, I mean like. They have enough problems. Okay, fine. Not <laughs> a bit of an unfair comparison. Anyway, but you um, know what's crazy? Netflix. You have such great shows. 
Do, and like, movies. Like originals or like shows originals. on? Okay. I have mm. to say their original shows are much better than their original movies. Yeah. Why are you going bankrupt? Because like there's... Because <laughs> like, there's literally people like know. my brother who only watch on my account. Yeah, that. But uh, that for sure plays a part in it. But like I Get don't... Get your own accounts, people. <laughs> I don't even think that it's necessarily bankrupt. I think it's just like in debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Is they're that... like... They're constantly... Run- I don't think they... Do they? I don't know. But they're constantly running out of money. Yeah. Because they're like, well, because I think it's all, it's kind of like just like the, they're like to keep up with, with the demand of the streaming world, That's just, it, which is yeah. like new content, like all the time. And you like, you're like, you're starting to feel that in music too Did now, where it's like know? single, 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 right? Yeah. Did you know that when Netflix first came out? In like the late 90s? Yeah, but not Netflix that we know it was like a ma- it was like a mail yeah order. so netflix used to be like mail like you used to fill out a form and like they'd send you your thing yeah what was it um there's a there's a term for what it was called uh like something like it was like a mail order dvd service yeah like, mail order blockbuster basically yeah and then blockbuster when when basically when blockbuster went bankrupt like in 2011 yeah they tried to rebrand briefly as a mail order there's a term for it i'm gonna look it up there's a t- Anyways, it's like, i will continue the story while he looks it up but when netflix no longer became a mail service mm-hmm. and like focused entirely on streaming online. Yeah. Um, I was one of the first people to sign up for a free trial. When what year was that? Um, like two thousand eight or nine. I don't remember exactly, but it was around. It was after my father passed away, but before Cjip. So, like, 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. somewhere okay. there. Yeah. But anyways, I was, like, one of the first people literally canceled the same night. <laughs> it had nothing. Like. Nothing? Nothing. I know sometimes we, we have a lot of, like, we're like, oh, my God, we're in Canada. We don't have the U.S. content. Ugh. But, like, Netflix. <laughs> nothing. Netflix, when it first started streaming exclusively, had nothing. Mm-hmm. I think the, the the only like blockbuster movie that they had was The Notebook. I believe that. Like I was like, oh, 30 day free trial. See what this is all about. Cancel the same night. <laughs> I didn't even wait out the 30 days. Oh, it's like no, it was bad. I, I think it went. Thank it, you for stepping up your game, Netflix. <laughs> I think when it first started, from what I remember, I don't, I can't, I don't, I don't know for sure. But when I remember when it was like first getting popular, like late two thousands ish, it was like very geared towards like family, yeah, no, and family for sure. programming, which I think was probably they probably like changed it, like they still have family family programming, but yeah. they probably changed the that always ignored kids section. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on your home screen. The term is DVD by mail, which is a business model in which I like cus- mail order blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a business model in which customers rent DVDs and similar discs containing films, television shows, video games, and the like. All right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so... Going back to the tweet, what did you yes. want to ask me? So, you, your anecdote from mm. this particular tweet that you then posted on our Twitter, which uh, you said, fun fact, an 11-year-old Eleni once spent the summer, quote-unquote, working with her mom and spent $80 on the first season of the OC Thus began a lifetime of questionable financial decisions. Her mother is still appalled to, the, to this day. I stand by that tweet. So please elaborate. Please tell us the story. I want to know the full... I, want, I really want to know the full story. What's the full story? The full story! Like, take out your storytelling hat and tell us. 
Um, okay, so I started working with like when I when I because I did quote unquote working um, is because I started working at a very very young age. Eleven. No, even younger. I think like I started. My mom started taking me to work. And I didn't even care that I wasn't getting paid. I was doing all kinds of shit. And I was like, yes, trouble law. I'm not getting paid. I just really wanted to get out of the house kind of thing. You know, and I really liked, I enjoyed going to work with my mother. And then. um, So I shouldn't say like child labor laws or anything? No, no. But like I was doing things around the office, like with my mother, you know. Like chores? Yeah. No, like filing, uh, like entering bills. Like I was literally working. Jeez. But the reason I put it in quotes is because I'm pretty sure it was illegal. I was going to say, yeah. It's illegal. I think it's Whatever. Illegal. Um, but yeah, I started going to work with my mother at a very, very young age, and I really loved it. And I worked w- with my mom at the company for, I don't know, I think up until like three years ago, I was still kind of doing work for them. Because sometimes <laughs> when they needed somebody because they, vac- they were on vacation or whatever, I was like, yeah, I still remember. I'll come in and do it, you know? Or my mom when she's in a bind or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember the first, fun fact, first ever uh, season of television that I got on DVD, my mom bought it for me. It was season three of, of Gilmore. Gilmore Girls. But the first ever season of television that I bought by myself was... with my own hard-earned <laughs> money was season one of The O.C. And back then, and season, no. The O.C. was really popular in the 2000s. The O.C. Give you was. My cousins, I ne- I've never seen it. But my cousins were obsessed with it. That's our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my cousins were obsessed with I it. Was, I was, I, I think it's safe to say I was obsessed with it. Yeah. But I think my entire, I was in sixth grade when okay. the first season aired. Because you're more my cousin's age. So you, like, that's why when I say. I was in sixth grade when the first season aired. Um, so that would have been like summer going into high school is when the season one box came out. And when I tell you this is a box. It was a box. No, no, because now, you know, they have, like, the thin plastic. Yeah, no, no, they're big. No, this thing was thick. Yeah. And season one of the OC had 27 episodes. So it had eight discs. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, you were fucking rifling through that thing. Just, like, the Grey's Anatomy had seasons two and three were, like, 25, 27 episodes. Yes, I have those two as well, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. So, and I remember I went to Best Buy because there was a Best Buy right where my mom worked. Mm -hmm. So I used to walk to Best Buy. Best Buy used to have the best TV on DVD. Oh, it was the best. They literally have a corner of DVDs now. I know. It's like a corner. Like nothing. It's so sad. It's sad. To see what it's become. It's sad. But I used to walk through those aisles and I found it and my eyes lit up. And and then I saw the price. It was $80. And I said, fuck it. (laughs) You know that show, Treat Mm -hmm. Yourself? Yeah. The show of, I mean, the, the saying, treat yourself from Parks and Recreation. Yeah. Oh my God. I took that way too hard <laughs> when I was younger. I've gotten a little bit better. I've kind of reined it in. Keyword little. I'm still pretty bad yeah. sometimes. So am I. Very bad. Especially like. with books. Like, I'm <laughs> terrible. But when I was younger, I wanted it. I had no concept of reality. Yeah. Bills? What are bills? <laughs> you know, I was, to be fair, I was like 11 and yeah. I was working, quotes, and you know, mm-hmm. but anyways, so I got it, and I remember uh, I watched it with my dad because I kept talking about the show, the OC, and my dad was like, "What the fuck is this?" Because my dad always used to work evenings, nights, yeah. So he never got a chance to watch it on television. And I remember um, my brother had a laptop, and we put it in, and he was like, "Okay, this is very teen drama, and yeah." Whatever. Um, he did not like it. <laughs> I loved it. On the other hand, I got season two a year later. Never watched season three anymore. <laughs> Seriously, all of this, and you never even watched. Uh, no, the last sorry, two I seasons. watched season three, 
but it was terrible. <clears throat> so I didn't watch season four then when it was airing. But I have eventually, like, I eventually okay, you've watched seen it. Them. I've seen it. Uh, so that there was a reason. Why did it go so downhill? There was, a, there was a reason why it was only on for four seasons. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. Like, <laughs> the third season, it ended on such a high on season two. Yeah. And then. And then season three opened, and you were expecting all this drama, and they just. Well, yeah. And then, like, it kept getting worse. So by the time season finale of season three happened, I'm like, I'm not fucking watching season four if it's going to be more of this bullshit. Yeah. But I did eventually watch it. And it kind of picked up, but not really picked up. And so I don't blame them for canceling it. Yeah. So there's no... So, like, you like and it, but there's no... Season one was fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, usually the situation where it's, with shows that, like, are, that like last three, four seasons. Yeah. You know, where it's, like... Yeah. Like, especially even if it's, like, five or six seasons, like, uh, like maybe the first two, three seasons are good, and then yeah. it, like, starts to go downhill. It's like, okay, we're, we're, we're reaching the end, but I yeah. think if, you, if you're only on for four seasons, that it's means, just like, like... it was so jam-packed in season one. Yeah. They're, like, they that exactly... That they overdid it, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of a show I'm actually watching now because I've never finished it, <laughs> which is Revenge, which is also on oh, for, for four right. seasons. And so the thing was, I watched the first season, like, when it was still on. So, like, I yeah. think I started watching season one when it was in season four. Like, season four was on TV. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to catch up. I mean, like, I'm going like, to watch this shit then, out of this And then it got canceled. <laughs> and you're like, so, yeah, like, I, watched, I get it. <laughs> so, so, like, I watched the first season, and then I, I was into it. But uh, my mom also kind of killed the buzz a little bit because she because like she just spoilies no but like oh. i was watching it and then she got into it and like my mom oh you're one of those people who can't like what their mother likes? no not oh. even that my mom Sorry. my mom just like kind of gets too into things like tv shows and movies sometimes oh. and like it's just like okay i need like i need my space yeah pretty much like not even that not even that i didn't want her to watch it, it was just kind of just like okay can i have it first almost it was oh, like you know you're one of those <laughs> anyway. uh, same thing happened to me with brothers and sisters Okay, I love that show. I love that show too, but... But it did go downhill. It went super downhill very fast, and I stopped watching... Um, the last season's bad. I think when Kitty got cancer, I stopped watching. Okay, that's season... A little bit before, maybe. So, like, last two seasons. But I have season one and two on DVD. Like, imagine, you know, I... And they're huge. They're huge. They're fucking huge. I have the same one. But, you know, you get into it, and yeah. then it goes downhill, and you're like, no, no, I'm going to do these DVDs. Yeah. Honest, <laughs> honestly, though... I kind of miss that era of like buying TV shows on DVD. Honestly, like looking nothing... looking back, it was like they were ridiculously expensive and they were huge. Yeah, but, but you like, know what? It's my excitement level. I still buy DVD. Like, I still I bought all four seasons of Revenge on DVD because I want to fucking finish it. And they're there. <laughs> and I don't like for me. I just like having the DVDs. I think I've said this before. What I just, I just like show having I used them. To watch. It was on Fox. It was a group of friends, and one of them died, and you have to figure out who the murderer was. And every episode is another year. Um, that was a fucking good show, but they canceled after one season. I still want to know who murdered the girl or guy. How long ago was not it? Sure. Uh, I was also in elementary school. Okay, so I, I don't know. It was only on one season. If like, I don't know sounds... what I'm talking about, please let me know. Because yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. So you loved it so much you don't know what it was called? Honestly, it's been so long. <laughs> but if you loved it, then you should remember. <laughs> but if you loved it, you should remember. You yeah. are an in- you are an enthusiast. Yeah. So you should remember. Anyways, going back to that, <laughs> my like honestly, I haven't felt that excited about something in a very long time. 
what do you mean? Like, in ter- oh, in terms of, like, like buying... Like, in terms of, I used to go, it was a weekly thing, I'd walk to fucking Best Buy and see what DVDs am I going to pick today, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's not the I, same. It's not the same when you're an adult. Your not even that when you're an your adult. <laughs> not even that when you're an adult. Not ugh, I can't speak. Mm-hmm. Not even not even that you're an adult. It's just like now that you're an adult, that like that's not a thing anymore. I know, but also like, you can still get TV shows on DVD. It's just it's you know. I have to say mostly from Amazon because you can't really find them anywhere right, anymore. But I have to say like I kind of lied when I said I haven't had that feeling of excitement again because nowadays with streaming services. When, you know, like, they pick a day and they drop a new episode, they drop a new season all in one day. Mm-hmm. Like, last week, when they dropped Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Which I still haven't watched, and she's mad at me. No, I'm not mad at you. I don't <laughs> care anymore. I'm over it. Um, you should watch it, but I'm over it. I mean, when they dropped, I was, like, waiting, counting down the days yeah. to December 6th. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I kind of come back, but in a different form, obviously. Yeah, it depends. Like, I'm still not, like, I, I was telling one of my friends a few weeks ago, like, I'm not really. I'm. I'm still not really accustomed to like this, like the streaming service life kind of thing, where it's like you know, just. Are you not a millennial? <laughs> I'm not really like. I'm, maybe I'm not. <laughs> like it's like, I like I think because I I grew up watching TV shows on DVD and like mm-hmm. that was like, like that that gave me such a thrill. <laughs> that was like I was so used to just no, like watching things on DVD and like kind of like watching at my own pace or like yeah. either on DVD or like you know recording it once a week. I, like, it's still difficult for me to, like, just sit down and binge. Like, we, we've discussed, for me, binge-watching is, like, four episodes in, yeah. one, in one afternoon. Like, max four. And then I'm yeah. like, I need I need a break. So yeah. I, think I'm, I think it's easier for me to, like, watch in smaller doses, which I can still do. Which is fine. Because, yeah. like, binging is, like, whatever. Like, you want, like, it's the season is released. You watch it however you want to watch no, no, it, I'm right? I'm on so, to that last episode. You're going to wait until, what, next year? No. But when's season four coming out? I'm probably next December. <laughs> but I'm I'm I don't know I don't know how long I'm gonna make it for that last episode, but I'm hanging on as long as I can. It's probably gonna be tonight. <laughs> you tell <sound> like <laughs> my mom, she'll literally like you know like when there's like a fall finale or like a Yeah. Okay, it's mostly with how to get away with murder. Mm-hmm. She'll literally save the last one before like either the season finale or the one before the season finale, and she'll save the last two and she'll like keep them on the PBR until September and I'm like, okay, but why don't you just watch them and, and keep them and then refresh later? It a little bit. But like, I don't want to have to wait that long. It's more I'm just mad because like that show is kind of just like completely ridiculous and oh, well, that's so why I'm, you're mad. That's I'm why you're salty. I'm salty because it's just like just watch it. It's not, it's not even that interesting. Like, right, well, to you. Yeah. To but you. I have to say. To you. But I have to say, it's easier to binge watch um, a half an hour sitcom, for yeah. example. You know what I mean? Like, I, I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I've said it before. And last year, when um, when it got canceled and picked up by NBC, um, I was so excited. And when I was in New Brunswick and I had nothing to do, that I would watch it on a weekly basis. Yeah. When Whereas before, I would always wait till it went on Netflix because mm-hmm. it's easier to binge it that way. But I was watching it on a weekly basis. And you're like, oh, now I know why I wait and I binge it. Because it's a 20-minute show. Yeah. You know, with all the commercials and whatever. It's a 20, 21-minute thing. And you're like, I don't want to have to, like, wait a week just for this. Just, ugh. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Which is, like, a foreign concept, like, you know, 30 years ago when it was just, like. Right? You had to to wait. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it was, like. all fucking summer to see if (laughs) Trey was going to die because Marissa shot him in the shoulder instead of just shooting him in the foot. That was my thing. (laughs) 
I was like, why didn't she just shoot him in the fucking foot? It would have had the same fucking effect. He would have stopped choking his brother. Are we talking about the OC? I've yeah, never yeah. seen it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, if you if you know if if we if, if anyone has an answer to that question, please let us know. Why did she do? Like, why did she shoot him? That please way? let me know. Yeah. I remember talking to all my friends. And we're like, why did she just shoot him like in the foot? <laughs> And I was like, she didn't have good aim. I'm like, yeah, but she had good aim to get him in the heart. Like, hmm. So, like, the who shot JR of the 2000s? No, no, we know who shot him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, God. Anyways, <laughs> should we move on? Yes. Should gonna, we get to the episode? Yeah, we're going to dive into presenting Lorelai Gilmore. Yeah, so this episode makes me very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable or just aggravated? Or both? Both. Both? Both. Okay. Uh, I'm uncomfortable because there's a fan <clears throat> dance. <laughs> oh yeah it's like it, is that what it's called because it looks like a, a little like swans as, it's a fan dance yeah, she even a, says it yeah I know She. I know but like it doesn't even I don't really get it is that what yeah it's a fan dance she's doing Elaine's doing an imitation of a yeah, fan yeah no it's terrible very uncomfortable <laughs> but I love the opening scene with the, with the dinner theater yeah where they're, where they're arguing and then she says Roy wants to leave and she's like no we should get popcorn <laughs> yeah, yeah, and thus begins uh, Emily and Richard's problems. Yes, they're uh, they're mar- arguing. They're marital problems. I mean, it's not as big of a problem as it was in season four, slash five. Right. Yes, but uh, they're squabbling. Mm-hmm. They're. Um, I've actually like they don't. It's kind of like a slow burn in terms of like we find out like we find out why he's why he's being so bitter later in the episode. Such a dick. He's though. a dick. Yes. But can I also say... We don't know why, though, in the, until the end of the episode. No, in the beginning, we don't know why. But can I just say, Emily's on the board of all these charities, right? Yeah, I know. He's being a dick. Yeah, but... No, but also what I was going to say is that <laughs> she's on the board of, like, the Horticultural Society and the Symphony yeah. and the this and the that. And I'm like, fucking rich people. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. really? Okay, you canceled... You didn't go to one fucking fundraiser. Yeah, I know, but I think she they like they, the horticultural society will go on. <clears throat> the thing is, I know what she's saying, but in that moment, I was just like, "Oh my god, rich people!" I don't, yeah, that. But I, don't th- I think the point of that was that like she always does what's important to him, and like th- these things are important to her. So no, no, I get it, and I get what she's saying too. Like she always makes sure that he's good to go for business trips and like his work functions and whatever and not even that like if he had a work function she would oh yeah she would go and she'd be the loving wife yeah and now she's the board of all these things and he doesn't want to go not only does he not want to go he cancels on their behalf yeah yeah which is very like but also do you remember what she says this is the fourth event this week that you've canceled (laughs) this week I mean okay that's a little much come on so in his defense like if if he's stressed out like I wouldn't want to go either Four in one week? I had a Christmas party on Saturday. I'm still recovering. <laughs> and I didn't even stay that late. Oh, no, it was terrible. But it was funny. Yes, brava. Brava. <laughs> she, like, Emily goes and gets a tape recorder. She goes, I'm going to record you. Yeah. Say it again. You know what, though? I should keep a tape recorder handy. Because sometimes when we argue in my house. I was going to say it. This they're like, pod- I didn't say that. And I'm like, yes, you did! <laughs> and I need them to hear it. I was going to say, uh, this podcast is our tape recorder. So if no, you, you, want, you want to go back, I'm going to be like, you did say that. In life, in life. I'm talking In about. life, okay. My God. Um, so I don't know why, but when I was watching this episode, I kind of had, you know, you know, like one of those moments where like you, you just like realize why you love a show so much. Mm-hmm. So I think the theme song for Gilmore Girls kind of like gets me in that, in that headspace where I'm like, it like um, 
it all of a sudden reminded me of like sometimes you know when you're feeling lonely and so cold the Gilmore girls are there that's I are you having a rough week <laughs> I was, I was like, <laughs> I was. Were you uh, feeling lonely and so cold? I was, <laughs> I was feeling cold actually. It was really cold the, the night that I was watching it. But um, I was like, the the day that I was watching this was on Tuesday, so two days ago. I was like, I had an exam in the morning. I was in like, I came home and I didn't even like leave the house, but I was like doing so many things at once. I was just like, I wore myself out, and it was literally like eleven o'clock. I'm like, fuck, I didn't watch. The, the I didn't like start watching any of the Gilmore Girls episodes, and like I'm not gonna have time tomorrow. So I watched. Two of them on Tuesday night at like midnight. And while when you was, had an exam the next morning. No, I had the exam on Tuesday morning. Oh, and then okay. Later. I thought you said you had it on Wednesday. Okay, no. never mind. So I was okay. like, you know, so I was like, I was just like feeling anxious and stressed. And I was like, the theme song was just like a bit of a breath of fresh air. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm, it's it's fine now. You know? I get it. You get it? Yeah. I know you get it because you've no, literally told me how like the theme song. You, did we discuss how the theme song is like a comforting little... Yeah, probably. You didn't like Carol King. You're like Carol King, not your best song. It wasn't. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, I like another Carol King song so much. Which one? I'm not gonna sing it. What's it called? Um, one from. I'm. I'm trying to think of the one that. It's alright. Anyway. <laughs> um. So the point of this episode is the whole theme of the episode presenting. Lorelai Gilmore to society. To society, everyone. She's, she's coming out. She's coming out. Cute. And what does that mean? You know, for this episode, you should put that Donna, that um, Diana Ross song, I'm Coming Out, as the intro. To, as the intro. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> because, no. She doesn't take any of my editing notes. Just but so also because it's 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 not the same thing at all. No, it's, uh, it's no, it's not. You're right. It's not. <laughs> and by the way. Just because you mentioned the OC, it was a great time to mention the OC. Because in season one of the OC, there is a cotillion. See? See? Okay? Look. She Hold was, on! She was apprehensive to have me bring this up. To have me no, bring I, up that I didn't anecdote. know what you were bringing up. So because I, I thought it was another tweet that I did. <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Um, so in season one of the OC, there's a cotillion. Mm-hmm. And this is a debutante ball. And you might be wondering... What the fuck's the difference? Well, <laughs> she has reading material. She, Southern Living. She printed this shit out. She, Southern Living had a whole article. What's the date? Mm, it doesn't say. Failure. Whatever. <laughs> this doesn't need to be dated. Well, you should, well, if you want to have proper sources, you need a date. Okay, whatever. Southern Living by Maggie Birch. <laughs> The difference between a cotillion and a debutante ball. Wonderful. And South- obviously it's in Southern, Southern Living. <laughs> right? It's known as a coming of age tradition. She highlighted. Are you, are you done? No. Are you done, Maggie? Continue. <laughs> so, what is a cotillion is the heading. What do you think a cotillion is? So... What would you think the difference was? Okay. Because... <laughs> I'm all over the place. Because in Gilmore Girls, later on in season seven... Yes. There is mention of a cotillion. Yes. But this is not a cotillion. No. This is a debutante ball. So, or a coming out party, okay. but nobody calls them that. No. Says the expert in <laughs> Southern Living. Um, I don't, I'm not going to know for sure until you tell me, but I think in, in my brain, a cotillion is more like, you know, boys and girls learning how to, you know, you know, learn proper high society etiquette. Ding, ding, ding. That's and, what a cotillion is all about. And then a debutante ball is literally like just for women to be presented to society. And like as Lorelai. You bit on them like cattle. Yeah. As Lorelai says later, it's like, hi, I'm Rory. I'm from Good Breeding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
It's like shopping yes. around, you know, cattle. Shopping around for a good mate. Yeah. It's Shall a, I quote? Quote. So a cotillion is <clears throat> a season of etiquette classes for middle school age children that ends with a final dinner dance. Yeah, middle school. Where they get to show off what they've learned. So they get to show off their social skills. Oh, sorry. Their table manners, conversation etiquette, and dance moves. Dance moves. Yeah. Which is more like... Like the waltz, let's be honest. <laughs> Which I had to waltz for my high school graduation. Terrible. A debutante ball, on the other hand, mm-hmm. marks the official joining of society once those children age into young adults. So once you've done your cotillion and you know how to properly converse <laughs> and which fork is for what, <laughs> then you can and. be presented to society in the debutante ball. Yeah. yeah. So Lorelai is not wrong. Coming out parties really are like animals being out for bid at the county because fair. Because it says it's the family's announcement that their daughter is of good breeding and of marriageable age. Yeah. So it's literally like, it's like, it's, yeah, there's like, we can, I feel like there's, okay. So <laughs> let me back, let's backtrack. Thank you, Southern Living. <laughs> so, Shout out Maggie Birch. <laughs> We, yeah, thank you for that info. She has a Twitter. We should tweet her. Yeah, thanks, Maggie. <laughs> thanks, girl. Um, so is it just me, or does this? I mean, does this episode somewhat romanticize the concept of coming out parties? I mean, all I got from it was aggravation. Okay. So maybe so, not. I know Lorelai points out that like they're extremely patriarchal, and like the whole they point, that, like the whole point is literally to like shop around. Do you want me to read you the other article that not I printed yet, out? Not okay. yet. Wait, hold hold, hold your water. So, <laughs> I know Lola points out how she, th- like, how they are extremely patriarchal, but I feel like her perspective kind of gets lost in the fact that, like, Rory, you know, wants to do, wants to put on a show because her grandma, it's important to her grandma, yeah, and, like, people please her, and, like, exactly. fuck off, and, like, okay. However, I think her points are just easily dismissed by the fact that people still perform these really degrading and sexist social events in, yeah. this, in this day and age, or like at least in 2001. But they still do them today, I'm assuming, right? They do them in Montreal. Okay, don't tell me that. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's funny, though, because... It costs $90 to participate in one of these things. Gross. In Montreal. No. 90 Canadian dollars, which is like 4 US dollars. <laughs> no, thank you. So, it's funny you were discussing cotillions, because um, there's an episode of uh, a show called The New Adventures of Old Christine, which, yeah, was, with Ju- which was with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And so um, that's one of that's that's one of, like one of my all time favorite shows. Like me and my parents have watched the whole show like backwards and forwards like five times. That's that's generous, more like ten times. Wow. Um, and there's an episode with a cantillion because um, the main character's son goes to, like this fancy private school and like they don't fit in and she's just like she's just like a really super basic mom and she's just like a mess and it's just like it's it's funny it's it was it kind of like it was before like mom life was trendy you know so mm-hmm. it was. Uh, it's it's funny. It's I think it's funnier now than when it was actually on TV. Yeah. Um. So there's a cotillion episode, and there's because it's like a private. I'm, I'm assuming it's like private. It's like a private school, and like cotillions and like high society are all like this little cult, as Lorelai says. Like Lorelai says, like a, a tight knit community. Yeah. So, um, they were like learning how to dance, and like you know the the boys had to ask the girls, and like the girls had to like sit looking all miserable until like someone yeah. came and asked them to dance, and like. Yeah. Like, and I feel like because that used to be like what it represented exactly. if, somebody, if a boy didn't ask you to dance you were not gonna get married you were gonna die alone and your cats were gonna eat your corpse yeah like you like you you as a human had no purpose you, had, you know like your, your your humanity was invalid if you didn't yeah if you know if a man didn't yeah. validate you 
Um, so, and like, I feel like people kind of hear like things like that and just like, well, that's so extreme, like blah, blah, blah. And like, but it's not though. Like that's literally what it was, you know? Yeah. Anyway. It was literally people showing off their daughters so that they can ensure a future for them, but also for themselves because they needed a good man to marry their daughters mm-hmm. so that a lot of like businessmen used to do this so that they can like prop up the family business yeah. and like ensure that it went to good hands and that they can keep their wealth and whatnot and so forth yes. and whatever. So anyway, the, <coughs> the, me. the, so like the cotillion in that show was like, obviously for like, like middle school, like you said. And so they just kind of like played it up as her son asked her to dance. And like, she says no, because you know, everyone doesn't know, like no other school likes him because he's not rich and Aww. whatever. So like the whole, like the whole episode actually revolves around, um, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character Christine, she's like on testosterone, for, and she's like all riled up, and so oh, she's God. really angry. Like that's the whole point of the episode. And she's like acting like super masculine and like getting really angry. And so like when the when her son asks one of like the the, the daughter one of the other girls to to dance, the mother like the mother had had told her to say no. So the so Christine like Aww. goes and attacks someone, and she's like, "I'm on testosterone right now." And I could kill you. Like, it was just, like, really, really funny. Damn, Christine. Yeah, so, sh- um, anyway, all of that to say, whenever we watch that episode, like, me and my parents, like, I'm super, like, bothered by the fact that, like, girls really have to sit and be, like, have to be asked to dance and whatever. I'm like, and actually, like, by our modern standards, like, it's super sexist, super sexist yeah. and we shouldn't still, like, you know, perform these things or, like, suggest that, like, this is, like, still how it should be kind of thing. And, like, I got into an argument with my mom one of the last times we watched that episode just because I was, like, she she didn't understand why I was getting so upset. And, like, and I'm, I'm probably, and I probably was getting a little too passionate about it, but, like, I, it wasn't that serious. Like, it was a fictional television show. But, like, I was I probably, I was probably, like, you know, I was probably getting a little uppity. So I was, like, I literally said to her, like, you don't think that this is, like, wrong? And she's, like, no, it's it's it teaches people how to be polite. I'm, like... I just kind of didn't say anything else. Yeah. I'm like, there's like, there's, if, if you think this is just being polite, like that's, that's a whole other, I get it. you know, like I get, and I get where she was coming from and I get what, what people, what people, why people defend these things because as this article you printed out. Okay. No, don't take it. <laughs> it I says, things read the headline. Oh, it says it's easy to dismiss debutante balls, but their history can help us understand women's lives. Yeah. So like, I understand why people defend them yeah. because like historically like they represent a previous version of femininity mm-hmm. and like we can't and you know a lot of feminists say that we, we can't just degrade and dismiss femininity yeah, altogether but like it's also important to understand that past versions of femininity meant literally oppression oppression oppre- <laughs> like, patriarchal oppression like yeah. that's the only that was the only definition of femininity for centuries so yeah. like eh. What I wanted to say with this article, the reason I printed it out is because um, the person who wrote it, it's a, it's a Time Magazine article. Um, the person who wrote it is Kristen Richardson, who mm-hmm. also wrote the book, the new book. Have you seen it? No. Is um, there a date on this article? This article recently <laughs> it came out this week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it says... Uh, Check your sources, people. Shut up. So, uh, Christine Richardson recently wrote a book, a nonfiction book called The Season, A Social History of the Debutante. And so, the reason I say this episode came at a good time for me Mm -hmm. is because I was recently debating whether or not to read this book. 
Okay, what's the book called? The book is called, I just fucking said it. Yeah, Nobody tell listens. me again. <laughs> <laughs> the Season, A Social History of the Debutantes. Okay. Okay, so she adapted this article. Well, yeah, she like made a, a little article, a blurb, yeah, basically. Like an, like an essay off of her book. On the book, yeah, exactly. Um, where she just kind of gives an overview of what she goes through yeah. in the book. So I was watching this episode and I was like, I originally did not add it to my Goodreads list to read it because I was like, oh probably gonna tell me a lot of the same shit like, mm-hmm. i had to wait for the guy to ask me to dance and then he told me i was no, a good I, reading and but then see the th- that's what i like about these books in this yeah. day and age because like they like most of them are written by millennials and like like yeah. they, like the, the perspective is a bit more fresh absolutely but she even says that like she was expecting a lot more <laughs> <laughs> okay. but um i kind of want to read it now just because i want to know yeah. After reading the article too, especially, should I give you blurbs? Yes, please do. All right. Give us an overview of. Give us an overview. The only respectable career for women was marriage, and the best marriages were made by debutantes. Yeah. So like. <laughs> yeah. That like, but that's but like these are cold hard facts. Like you like you can't like you can't dismiss these things as like, like you know what I mean? I feel like if like a conservative or like you know. Uh, Republican were to read a phrase like that would be like, oh, feminist liberals are like, they're like, you yes, know, snowflake. you know, like, but they, they would, they would like get upset at a sentence like that and say that, oh, oh, like you can't dismiss it, whatever. Like we're not like, that's not dismissing it. Like that, yeah. like that's literally the truth. Like yeah. that's, that's a historical fact. Like, it. do you know where, um, the practice of like debutantes started? No. Let me read to you. <laughs> The Protestant Reformation in the 16th century in 16th century England and Northern Europe ended the extremely convenient practice of cloistering unmarriageable girls in convents. Okay, yeah, that. So I knew. Catholicism still had convents, but Protestants didn't. So they needed to find a way yeah. to get all those unmarriageable girls out there. Yeah, that's actually that that makes sense. Because... When an exasperated Mr. Bennett says of his five daughters in Jane Austen's mm-hmm. Pride and Prejudice. What's to be done with all these girls? Yeah. He was speaking to a marriage problem that had existed unresolved for several hundred years already. Yeah, that makes sense though, because like in the Victoria in like the Victorian era, mm-hmm. there was this whole thing about like the fallen woman. Yeah. And like a fallen woman was was, you know, someone who like lost her innocence. Whatever you take what you take what you take, mean. Yeah, exactly. Take, <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Her innocence, whatever whatever you think whatever that Whatever you think that means. Yeah, so like a woman who had lost her innocence therefore had lost her value had lost her market value yeah. could not get married she was ruined and so therefore yeah. she was they, they, it's like the language that we use too they literally had I mean? they, they, literally, they literally had institutions for fallen women I know. so it's the same so same kind of thing like on a more religious but isn't that sad the language that we use she's ruined like what that's more of a, of a religious thing no I, I get it but I mean girls are presented to vetted company what do you mean vetted? They needed to be of the right oh, yes. kind. That's because like debutante and uh, like, you know, coming out part, like these balls, they were like, yeah. for they were for high society. Like if you yeah. weren't going to be like, you know what I mean? It was. No, no, I get it. Um, in the early <clears throat> years of debutante presentation, there was less dissent. But as options for women grew, women became more conflicted about what a debutante presentation meant and more aware of their status as objects or pawns within a larger schematic process. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think there's a reason why debutantes, there are very few of them nowadays. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, but I, I will think ha- we're waking up a little bit. Yeah, but I will hand it to this author because 
with a headline like that and obviously with a book all about it like i feel like that would attract both sides of the spectrum in terms of like you know um more like more conservatives who are quick to dismiss like you know feminist interpretations and then more like radical feminists who are like us i guess who are going to like quickly be uncomfortable we're radicals now (laughs) you're going to be like disgusted and uncomfortable made uncomfortable by this by this kind of thing i feel like a title like like hers for this article like that kind of will intrigue both kind of people you know so that's it because um you know just by reading the title of the book you're like oh it's it's a thing about like debutantes and the history of like Mm -hmm. the curtsy and shit like that but then you get into it and i found the article really really interesting maybe we'll post it too um yeah there's much more nuance than i would have thought Mm -hmm. and it's kind of intriguing me i might want to get it from the library (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna have to read the book now because you've obviously our our interests are peaked obviously (sighs) anyways so let's put aside all our hatred for the cotillion Yes. And just focus on the episode now, okay. can we? Yes. So, um, the the uh, <laughs> whole thing starts when Rory goes by the grandparents' house after school to, to get, get a, a book. book. Yeah. And, and her friends, Emily's friends, notice that because Katie fell off her horse and has a scab on her face, Rory, if, if Rory goes to the ball, she will definitely be the prettiest one there. <laughs> and like it's you know, like it, it's it's sharp and clear how like shallow these We're literally are. just looking at your face, yeah. sweetheart. But it's, li- but it's like it's clear and it's and it's it's like it's, it's satirical how Yeah. like shallow these high society women are, you know? Yeah. Um like high but shallow. I know? get it. I like that. I like that dichotomy. But my favorite line I think from this whole episode is when like as Rory has gone into the study to look for the book, she then comes back and they've already they've talked about her and all of a sudden they're, and they're just, just, they're at just her. like staring at her and she's like, I found it. Yay. Like just no. <laughs> like it's like, why are you staring at me? Wrong, <laughs> I I literally wrote I found it, dot dot dot. Yay. Question mark. She's just like, What the fuck? Like, why are you staring at me? Yeah. They're oh, like, Oh funny. my god, why don't you present Rory there? Like she's an animal, yes, forbid present- at the county fair and yeah, she's gonna get a ribbon. I know. I thought we were gonna stop. Okay, but, <laughs> but it's true though. I like know. I know, I get it. I feel like people. I feel like there would be people who would argue against us and say like, "Well, you don't understand. Like, it's important. It's an important part of women's history and blah blah." blah. I'm like, that's true, but like, women's history, history. Is, a- is oppression. Like, history. this is oppressive. This is sexist. It's not. Go- it's not okay. Listen, I had to give her some kudos. She wanted to do it because yeah, it would have made her grandmother I, happy. I, I wrote. I wrote down in my notes. I said, "Rory appears so complacent and naive in this episode. Like, it stop really being. Does. Like, stop it's being. That's what it comes off of. Like, not like stop being such a people pleaser. Yeah, I know. She really has to." Anyways, and um, I feel like if this episode was made today, there would be more jokes about coming out, meaning coming out of the closet. Because you're like, she comes home, she's like, I'm coming out. And I feel like if like you said that today, people would be like, congrats. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> throw you a party. What are your pronouns? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, but, you know. Um, no, I get it. So Rory has to be presented. And that's what I mean when I say it's like it's like romanticized, you know, because yeah. it's like. Oh, we're going to do it. It's fine. Like, but like, and Lorelai's well, comments. Well, to be fair, I, I, th- in this episode, I found Lorelai was the only one who had a clear head. Yeah, I know. But like, it is, and it's, <laughs> it, but, but it's, but like, that's supposed to be like comedic relief, like snarky comments, like, haha. But it's like, no, it's like, that's the truth. Like, yeah. hello. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyway. It's okay. <laughs> um, so they call Christopher because she has to be presented by her father. Mm-hmm. 
or escorted, whatever. Her father has to present her to her future husband. Blech. Which is not Dean. <laughs> not Dean. However, I d- however, however, four out of five debutantes marry their, their escorts. escorts. And, okay, we're just going to put a pin in that because I have a lot to say about Dean this episode. Continue okay. what you're saying about Christopher. Anyway, so they call Christopher, um, and Lorelai gives him this whole spiel about how, you know, your daughter has never asked you for anything and she wants you to be there and it might seem silly, but she really wants you, blah, blah, blah. And he says he'll come. And Lorelai is very surprised, as was I the first time. <laughs> and you know what it is? I want, like, a like a gif of that face you just made of, like, as was I. Like, what? It's like I had a very sour lemon. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, the thing you is... You did. That- <laughs> Christopher had your sour lemon. But the thing is that... Um, so he says he's going to come, and Lorelai gets off the phone with him, and she turns to Rory, and she says he's going to be there. And uh, she's like, oh, so there's a 50% chance of him coming. Yeah. And we're just making a joke of the fact that your father's a dick. Honestly, I have to say, until we had that uh, very emotional and personal uh, revelation about why Christopher, uh, you know, bothers you so much and mm-hmm. bothers everybody so much and yeah. why how, why he is, in fact, a dick, I didn't realize, like, I can't watch the show the same way anymore. Like, I can't see that character the yes. same way anymore. So yes. you so you were very successful in that. Yeah. And, like, I just, I, like, I wrote in my notes, I said, I hate Christopher a whole lot more now. Yeah. Like, I hated him before. Yeah, I know. But, like, I didn't, we, I didn't really, like, think about it or chip away at the reasons why Because you know what it is? Rory's reading the brochure, and she's like, oh, it says you have to be escorted by your father. And then she's like, I'll see if Taylor is available. Or, or Luke. Or the, or the cable. mailman. Or the cable guy. guy. Sorry, yeah. Guy. He looked, he looked nice. He looked very maybe, friendly. Maybe as a tux. Oh my god! Like, so it was just like Christopher. This is how much you've disappointed her in the past. But I really, but I'm like I'm at this point. Lavori is not yet j- jaded enough. To, no, we've said it before. No, she hasn't gotten there yet. I'm waiting for like seasons four and five where she's like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Anyway, so he ends up coming to the Hollow mm-hmm. to uh, be her her to present her. Yeah, and so she, he like presents this whole. It's a facade. He, he presents this whole facade of how he's like. Got me together, lives yeah, in yeah, Boston. Volvo now. Volvo. He, he could finally afford the Oxford English Dictionary. He has a job. And Woo! then at the end of the episode, we find out it's because he has a new girlfriend that all yeah. he, he got together. He has a sherry. But can I just say? Which is ridiculous. Really accepted that kiss, though. Yeah, he did. Like, mm. And waited till after that nice kiss to tell her. Yeah. and I You had all like, fucking weekend to tell her. And I think it's just shitty that... He like he he could only like he like he could only get his shit together because of a girl that but like he 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 could get his shit together like again he was young they were young but he he could get You're his in your thirties sh- there's no excuse no like anymore. When, no, I mean like when he was like when they were teenagers oh, okay I thought you meant now he was young now. like so I'm not gonna say like when they were teenagers he couldn't get his shit together for them but like he's had Rory's Rory's sixteen at this point he's had her entire life to, to get to, to get it together for them rory uh lorelei and christopher clearly still love each other at this point so like you like why, why <laughs> like why couldn't you get it together for them no you I'll got together no. for her it's, it's like fuck no. off no mercy anyways um and i wrote in brackets next to my note i said in in reference to the quote from the first appearance of christopher where he said it's easier staying away that really sticks in my mind now it's like what the fuck does that mean? It's you know easier it staying away. You know what it means. Like, no, it's like... Triggered. Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um... Talk about Dean. Okay, I okay, I have a lot to fucking say. Because for once, 
he's angrier than I am about Dean. You okay? I will. Let's go. I will. I have notes on this. Okay, so I have notes on everything. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I have a paragraph about this. Okay, so a few days ago, mm-hmm. I tweeted a link to an article, a new, a new BuzzFeed article, because there are many about. Um, oh boy why Rory and Jess should have ended up together. So mm-hmm. it's a new a new BuzzFeed article called 18 Reasons Rory and Jess should have ended up should have ended up together on Gilmore Girls. Um so it's just you know the the usual the usual the they usual, love to read. The usual fluff. He looked at her beautifully. <laughs> Pretty much the usual fluff Their you see. Lips were always attached. Shush <laughs> the usual fluff just like the way they the, the way they looked at each other never changed throughout the years. Like, okay, cool. They had cute nicknames for each other. No, they didn't. Goodnight Dodger. Like, that's not really a cute That's not a nickname. Okay, she never used it again. Um, Who is this author? Everyone. <laughs> don't. No. I'm going to keep her anonymous because you're going to f- attack her. We'll find her. Okay. <laughs> you like Jess. We like Jess more than Dean, don't yeah, but we? but that was a stupid reason. I'm not finished. Shush. Okay. So, mm, everyone could see uh, Everyone could see how they felt about each other. Okay, don't read the whole list. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Ew. <laughs> Right. One says it was fate. Okay, <laughs> that's just that's a reason. Anyway, I need this author's name. Shasha. Okay, this one I never. Okay, I had never considered this before, and only once I saw these two screenshots together did I really have like an epiphany. Okay, uh-huh. so in season two, the episode with the um, rebuilding together thing, where she does the charity and built the house. I still and don't know what the fucking what's called. Name is. Is that was called building together something. Probably. Okay, we don't remember. We we're terrible. Um, but remember how that was the episode where she was all uptight about her 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 extracurriculars and she had to get everything in order because you know Harvard doesn't just look at grades and had to get yep. you know. So yep. during that whole argument with Dean, where Dean wanted to hang out because it's summer and I don't even see my girlfriend. Sorry, I'm not going to Harvard. That is something I did not consider. He says, and they have a screenshot in this article. He says, "I couldn't care less about Harvard." So, wonderful, but Harvard is something that Harvard is, is something that is very important to Rory at this point. Yep. And he's saying during an argument, I couldn't care less about Harvard. Like basically, like basically, like fuck, fuck your dreams, fuck your dreams, fuck like fuck what's important to you, kind exactly. of thing, right? Whereas Jess in the episode, I don't remember. Teach what, me tonight. What? That's the episode's name. Wonderful. Um. The episode, I think it's, I don't remember one. It's like, is this in season three, I think? Where, season two. Where he turns off the, where he turns off the, where the, can't speak. Where Jess um, helps Roy turn off the sprinkler in the, the oh, house. Oh, that's in season three. Okay, that's season three. So like, that, so it was, the this screenshot here Still is. Still doing the whole Harvard thing. Yeah, so like, exactly. He says, still gonna do the Harvard thing. And he, she says, yeah, he says, good. So like. Okay, not a deep conversation, but like no, but you, he still he, you can still tell he cares more about Rory's goals yeah, than but Dean did. If you remember correctly, when Rory got accepted to all those colleges and decided <coughs> which college she was going to go to and said, "I'm going to Yale," he yahooed the distance, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And he was very much like on board with her going, even though they were together. You looked it up. That's you what looked it. <laughs> Anyways, no, I get it. You don't have to listen. You don't have to sugarcoat shit. We hate you. Yeah. So, but like, no, but I, you I didn't just, have to pull out the receipts. That was. Just, <laughs> That was just one thing I'd never like, you know. Like, then when I saw this, when I saw these two scenes put together, like the him yelling and the scene with the sprinkler, like I never yeah. really put that together. And I was like, yeah. wait, so he, you know, that was another good point because he cared in a way that Dean didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Jess so, is very absent in this episode. Yes, he is. But then he at the end, 
Yeah, I know. Anyway. She puts on the uniform. <laughs> um, okay, that was that was an intro to my point. Dean is all bent out of shape because he has to wear a tux. Exactly. So Dean's reluctance to attend the coming out party is a good example of how he and Rory were fundamentally different. And Dean was never 100% committed to her, in my opinion. Okay, that's a stretch. How is it a stretch? No, it's a stretch. Hold on. Hold on. Because I agree. Valid, as we used to say. But, (laughs) as we said a couple of episodes ago. But, Jess never wanted to go anywhere with Rory either. Okay. I wasn't talking about that. No, but I'm just, well, you did bring up Jess before. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm okay. But in this instance, I'm not comparing Dean to Jess. Okay, so you're just saying in general. In general. That's fine. Valid. Okay. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) So... He complains about having to wear a tux. He complains. Well, by the way, what's the, what's the <clears throat> problem with wearing a tux? I don't know. He's a fucking baby. Like it's sh- a shirt with a jacket and pants. Like he and he's like he, he, he usually wear. And he like throws such a fit over gloves. Like just wear the fucking gloves. Like you'll have be, to wear tails. Like you'll be Bugs Bunny. Like shut the fuck up. Like, oh my god! Like <laughs> you're in clothes, sir. Um, and like the whole Neil Young thing. Like ooh, but it's Neil Young. Like fuck off. Uh, anyway. <sighs> So he complains with having to wear the tux. He complains all through their dance lessons. Like if he really loved, if he really loved Rory, he would either a want to want to do these things for her, or b be a bit better at sucking it up. Like he compl- like yeah, he should. You know, like this is this is something that, that is important to Rory. You're gonna have to watch BattleBots for a month. Like fuck off! What like the fuck no, is BattleBots. I don't by know. The way. Look it up. It sounds terrible. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean though? Like he's like he he's he's very like just a. Pain. He's juvenile. He's a no, but he's he's a pain in the ass in this in this episode. Yeah. Because, like, I understand they're young. It's teenage. It's they're teenagers. Like, it's not like a it's not like a deep relationship. But like. But still. No, but like still he he's like I'm not saying if he like I'm not saying he he had to love the idea of going to the the ball, but like. He could at least want to do these things, want to do things that are important to his, to yeah, the person, he, to the person he loves, yeah. he lives, Clearly. or be a bit better at sucking it up. Like, okay, I'm sure Jess wouldn't want to do that. He didn't, Jess didn't want to go to dinner at her grandmother's house and with the freaking after he got hit by the, the swan. He got beaked. But like, he still did it. Yeah, so, like, he, he was a dick. He was a dick. He was a dick. But like, he, I'm just saying he was a bit better at sucking when it up. When we get to season three, that episode, <laughs> so much to say. But I'm just saying he was a, like... I'm not saying Jess was a dick or not or perfect, but like he at least liked Rory enough to like put in the effort. I find I find at this point Dean is not putting in the effort. Like he like yeah, he, he but, goes, but like it's but I think it's, but he's it's it's, it's like begrudgingly. It's, yeah, but I think it comes back to what we said last week. Like you can tell as an audience member now, like the relationship has come to an end. It's yeah, it's like reaching it's lost. It. It's it's. Yes. It can sell. What is it? That spark. It's yeah. lost that. I have a quote from another episode that we'll get to uh, no. next week. So don't say it yet. That sums up this point in their relationship. Okay, okay. so we'll come back to it next week. Put a pin in that. <laughs> so a little bit of trivia. The place where <clears throat> the ball is held, mm-hmm. where Rory is the belle of the ball. Because she's so she's the prettiest one there because, you know, Katie's face is disfigured. <laughs> she has a band-aid. band-aid. It's pink colored. And she's like, oh, you can hardly tell. Yes, you can 100% tell, Katie. <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. Like I mean, you're still gorgeous, yeah. but like. I mean, if, if that were me, I wouldn't give a fuck. I would just go out with a band like, I band-aid. I wouldn't go to a fucking debutante ball, but whatever. Yeah. So Rory is the belle of the ball. That room where they have the, the debutante ball mm-hmm. is the same room that Richard and Emily renewed their vows in. Yes. And the girl who plays Libby mm-hmm. plays Walker in season six, which is the girl that Logan 
cheated but not cheated on. That's oh cheated with. That's I never I never I never noticed that before. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So Walker is um, a mess. <laughs> a mess. Yes. This is her fifth or sixth debutante ball this year yeah it's true and then because she, four out of five debs marry their escorts and she wants to find the one yeah like i like it, it's convincing enough for me to believe that like that's a thing like that's how it works i mean you know? i get like, it fun. because if you think about it they're probably all in the same circles yeah. and they're all of good breeding so they marry each other but it's just like a culture i don't want i don't want any part oh, I don't in. want any part of it no Mm-mm. and you can kind of tell roy doesn't either i think i think that's when like roy's starting to realize that like was this really worth being a little people ple- being a little people pleaser and, i don't think and... she cares because she does shit like this throughout the whole series just to please people. But it's like, fuck should off. We, should we fast forward to uh, season five where she wears a fucking tiara at the meat market? <laughs> that her, the Yale alumni party that turned out to be just men. Remember yeah, that shit? True. Or, I mean, there is one point where she does stand up for herself later where, uh, with the, t- with, <laughs> what's it called? The, the ice cream queen. Oh God. And she's like, what, what, she's like, what a weird thing several, to stand she's up like, for. Several times a year, I, hate, I humiliate myself in this town. She's just like, leave me alone. Yeah. That's like, that's the one time she kind of like, doesn't give in. I get it, but that's a stupid thing to stand up for, like ice cream queen, and like Taylor is such a dick in that episode. He's yeah, like, like, he's a dick in every episode. He's like, he's like so guilty, and like, oh, she couldn't be bothered to show up. Oh, it's okay. like, fuck off. Anyway, All right. <laughs> my favorite quote from this episode, other than Roy saying "Yay," yeah, is Lorelai telling her, "Repeat after me, I am completely helpless." Because that's basically how to learn how to be a debutante. You're yeah. helpless. Yeah. Can we get back to um? Christopher and Lorelai for a minute? Yes. So, um, I think a part of Lorelai really likes the fact that Chris is a fuck up. Yeah. No, it's, I don't, she likes that and, continue. No, I mean, likes it. I mean, I'm sure (laughs) she she wants. She depends on it. Yeah, I'm sure she wants her daughter's father to be there for her, for her child's sake. But a part of her likes the fact that when he's not, she gets to swoop in and pick up the pieces. Yeah. And be, and show her that I'm always the one that you can rely on. Yeah. Him being, like, messy Christopher is, is Lorelai's security plan. Yeah. And I think that's <clears throat> part of the reason why they didn't work in yeah, season no. seven. Because they're because like they're the only the only dynamic they'd ever known outside of te- being teenagers was him being a mess and yeah. her not. Be- well, she's Lorelai's always no, but one of them being a mess. Yeah, exactly. One of them being in trouble. Yeah. One of them being in crisis. You that's, know what I mean? That's why it's the it, only interactions they've ever had. Yeah. So and that's why it didn't work. Exactly, but among other reasons that we'll get. Oh to. yeah, for sure. But I'm saying it's one of the main reasons why it was never going to work because she doesn't like being the damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. And he loves being a fuck up. Yeah. You know? That's true. He's talking about like, when he started talking about in this episode how, you know, a part of me didn't think I would like having a job and being somewhere every day. And then I'm like, what are you going to fucking do Grow then? the fuck up. Yes. Yes. Grow up. I echo that sentiment. Like, but I really, really like it. Who knew? Like, and she's all like impressed, but also like, what the fuck? Yeah. That was me. I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm glad you're getting your life together. But what were you going to do? What was the yeah. plan? What was the grand plan? Might I ask you something? Sure. How do you hate Christopher now more as you watch and take notes for this podcast, or do you hate, or is it about the same as you've always hated? Honestly, him? I feel like I've always hated him. Is it like is it elevated now that you have to take notes about it? No, because these feelings were always in my head. Yeah. But now that I'm getting them out on paper and I'm sharing <laughs> them, sharing that, sharing sharing our bitterness with the world. No, but I mean like 
I always knew why I hated him. I always knew it was founded on something. Yeah. I always had my reasons, you know? So whether I'm taking notes or not, those feelings are always going to be the same. Yeah. I think for me, it was like I had, I, like I'd, I'd obviously given thought to these things mm-hmm. before, but like hadn't really dug deep enough to understand why we hate Christopher and like why we both agree on why he's, you know. Messy and problematic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is it that those were our terms? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so he's going on and on about how he has a job now and he has a car and he has a... Like, congrats. Like, like yeah, we all... We, how old he? How old we he? have to grow up eventually, Christopher. <laughs> what is he, 35? Yeah, yeah, they're like in their, their 33, 34, whatever it is, yeah. you know? Like, congrats, yay, thumbs up. Like, what do you want from me? I don't understand the correlation between, like, you know, Lorelai got pregnant and Laura had to, like, raise a baby at 16. But, like, how is how does that correlate to then Christopher finding his path all this fucking time? Like, he was he, he didn't have a child to raise. Like, why? Like how is that? Like, how is Lorelai getting pregnant and raising a kid by herself equated to Christopher being a mess? You know what it got- is? I, honestly, I don't get it. And I was thinking during this episode, I was like, so probably what happened was Lorelai didn't finish high school. Like, probably got her GED or something. Yeah. But there's no reason why he shouldn't have finished high school, right? Because he wasn't involved. Exactly. And there's no reason why he shouldn't have gone to college. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that he probably never wanted to because he can't even be bothered to get a job. Yeah. But he used it as an excuse. Exactly. Even he though he used, wasn't doing anything. He used, he, used, he used that as an excuse to run away from high society. Yeah. But, you, but like, if you want to use it as an excuse, do something. He didn't. He didn't. He just said, well, I fucked up my life because I had a baby. You didn't. But you didn't. You ran away from it. You ran off to California. And as far as Richard and Emily are concerned, he's perfect because he offered to marry Lorelai. Lorelai was the problem because uh, she didn't want to. Yeah, well, that's a whole other thing because the, they would have been miserable, yeah. okay? We will, yeah, that's a, we'll get to that on several other occasions because yeah. it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't ever stop coming up. Yeah. So, um... At the end of the episode, Lorelai is telling Christopher, you know, Boston isn't that far from Stars Hollow. You can come over on the weekends. You can even stay tonight. Nah, nah, nah. Because even though she likes it when he's a fuck up, I think now is like her opportunity. She's like, oh, well, he's got his life together enough that maybe if we work together. I know. I know. No. Because <laughs> he's shaking his head at me. I know. No. Yeah. But I mean, like, it, he's like, oh, well, I have a sherry. Like, oh, you know, her lips were on yours. Couldn't have mentioned this earlier? Before her lips like, were we, on yours? Like, we had to spend an entire episode of this tango? Like... Yeah. Of you guys literally tangoing. Yeah. Or fox waltzing. I don't know what the fuck Whatever the fuck. They did this whole dance <laughs> where the chemistry was like, ooh. <laughs> but, like, and now you mention that you have a girlfriend. You know? Yeah. And then you're even telling her, like, oh, what a tempting offer, but I have a sherry. Like, fuck off. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> You are the worst. We're very bitter today. You are the worst. <laughs> Christopher brings out very bitter feelings. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe by the next time he, he shows up, we'll have, you know. No. <laughs> I was going to say we'll have it under wraps, but <laughs> she's not making any promises. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Anyways, is there anything else you wanted to say for this no. episode? Where can they follow us? They can follow us. On the tweeters? On the Twitter. At Gilmore Podcast. And on Instagram? At Gilmore Girls Podcast. Yes. Um, that's, I think that's it for this week. That's it. We're going to post the articles that I printed out. Mm-hmm. And, um... Before we go, you have to, t- shall you tell everyone about our fundraiser? It's not going very well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to plug it. Do it one more time. Uh, yeah, we're going to plug it again. 
and next week too we're gonna plug oh, it yeah but um i'm gonna plug it again well because next week will be christmas ish time so closer Honestly, to christmas i don't know where the time has gone <clears throat> no because didn't we just start season two yeah but <laughs> i don't know why is it christmas already we're about to start a new decade that scare you are you scared of time i mean a little <laughs> a little just yeah. a little bit just a little bit anyways so a penny a page is our fundraiser um we're trying to read as many pages as possible in the hopes that you'll pe- 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 oh, pledge a penny a page mm-hmm. um and all funds will go to a literacy charity okay. and you get to win the best prize ever which by the way i got the tote yesterday in the mail oh that that's your prize that's one, that's one of the prizes it's one of it yes the tote will be filled with things yes but, yeah but you can check out the Twitter page. The Twitter page. You can check out our Twitter page. We have, I put uh, pictures of the prize there. Mm-hmm. And the link to donate. Is you can also donate a flat donation. If you don't want to donate the penny a page. I'm going to make her do more more promo for it on our Instagram. Because, like, pick it up. Me? Yes, do it. They have to pick it up. <laughs> they got to donate. Well, you got to remind them to donate. Like, get, get it going. All right, fine. <laughs> Uh, we will see you yeah. next week. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for, for I was going to say coming, but no, <laughs> they're not here. No, they're not. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye.